this is this is the problem with this is what I said. Like the trailer is very busy and it's very just like boom, boom, dab on him, space jam. the people sports podcast i am mark titus and i am not dead yet she is charlotte wilder and uh (laughs) it's the only way i could i could describe the last month i've had charlotte um i i am i'm also i not only am i not dead i am not on a beach somewhere which i'm trying to fix very soon but in the meantime i'm here i'm back on this show and i'm ready to rock mark i just want to apologize i'm so sorry that our podcast has gotten in the way of your beach time that is unbelievably rude of everybody involved it's 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 yeah it's indefensible but uh i'm here i'm i'm ready to go this is this is uh i i'm ready to dive back into the people's sports podcast because i've been cheating on you for the last month or so i know and, uh, i know i've had and i've had to watch it you know it, it's been very public <laughs> there's been no i mean honestly you know titus and tate was there first so i can't really get too upset yeah. you know the psp is the side is the side situation in this case. And <laughs> I do I do want to say, though, that, you know, I, I wanted... How are you doing? How was it? It seemed amazing. <laughs> you guys did you guys did great stuff, all joking aside. Um, and it was super fun to follow. But also, I need to point out that you're wearing a butler blue yeah. hat, yeah. which is sort of... That's like... That's like being like, hey, um, not only like was I cheating on you all month, I was I was with I was your cheating. best friend. Yeah, I was cheating on you, yeah, with your best friend. Or I was yeah, your mistress is also my mistress. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, but like I have what? nothing now. Now I have nothing. I didn't see it that way. I thought I thought I mean I did uh the video I took with Butler Blue where you say go dogs and you stick your fist out and oh. Butler Blue will dap you up. It's the cutest thing in the So I did I did want to make you jealous with that, but at the same time I thought that I thought that this would be a good thing. I thought this would be like you wearing an Ohio State hat. I'd be like, well, No, it is. I'm I, I'm teasing you. I'm too. I'm truly yeah. I'm truly I'm thrilled that you got to so, spend time. I couldn't be there, you know? Like it, it wasn't like uh I chose not to go see the dog. So someone had to go see the dog. And I'm glad it was you. I found out that the guy who is the handler for Butler Blue, the whole reason this got set up, like we didn't purposely, if I don't know if this is a a good defense that that you want to hear, but uh, I was going about my business and Butler Blue reached out to me. I was not (laughs) seeking it. I was not trying to (laughs) cheat on you. (laughs) I was just living my life. Okay, and, uh, well, in fairness, guy, in fairness, Butler Blue also reached out to me those years ago, so, so it's well, not like I, I don't feel slighted because we've both had the same magical experience. No. What I was going to say, though, is the guy who handles Butler Blue went to my high school, so there was, like, that connection. I didn't yeah. go to high school with him, but, like, you he have- was like, I, he's a Brownsburg guy, and, and he was like... You know, I wanted a Brownsburg. I, I was a we're the Brownsburg Bulldogs. Was the high school I went to. So he's like, I figured you would want to meet a bulldog. And, oh, uh, it was I a whole love deal. that. So that, that was that was the that was how it happened. That is so, wild. Anyway. Who didn't you go to high school with? Is my question. It's a, it's a or great play question. AAU basketball. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like the it's like seven degrees. It's not seven degrees of or six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's six yeah. degrees of Mark Titus in the basketball world. 
I describe myself as the Forrest Gump of basketball for multiple reasons. Yeah, <laughs> One I is mean, that I just, I'm always just like kind of around at the right time of something important that happened in basketball or some important figure that passed through basketball. Right. Um, and then also. Because you ran I'm, across I'm, the country once I'm, on bare feet. <laughs> also, I'm growing my hair and beard out right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, anyway, you I'm love back. Bubba Gump's trip. <laughs> yeah, also, I love Trump. What, uh, how was the tournament from your perspective outside of the madness? Um, I loved it. I think I uh-huh. forgot. I really do. I feel like I said this to you a few shows ago, but I forget how obsessed with March Madness I become. Um, and I actually, this year I ended up getting way more into the women's tournament um, than yeah. the men. I mean, the, the Gonzaga-UCLA game was, I think, the greatest thing I've ever seen. You were there in person. No, I actually right? wasn't. You weren't. Okay. Which <laughs> was, games were you I at? I was down the road in Indianapolis. Uh, we, we were doing like some other thing. And then we couldn't go to the games because, well, if I'm being completely honest, we, so the plan was to go to the title game, mm-hmm. the plan, we, we were not going to go to the final four games because we had, we had another obligation that butted up right up against the final four. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were doing like this three on three basketball uh, deal. And um, we, we wanted to watch from our hotel room because we wanted to do a live show anyway, right after the, right after the final, which it worked out well. Cause like Jalen Suggs banks in the shot. Tate and I went live right away. And like, oh, that's right. Reaction. That's right. You and if we were right. in the arena, we wouldn't have been able to do that. So like we wanted, we were going to watch the final four games. Uh, and, and, and then the title game we were planning on going to, and mm-hmm. we were downtown all day. And, um, I, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a wuss, but it was COVID central. And I was like, I don't, <laughs> I, I mean, don't I'm think, not no. like, I'm not scared of a virus, but at the same time, I uh, I had a lot of uh, bros coming up to Tate and I wanting pictures and pulling their masks below their chin. And like they were very oh drunk God, and just dude. spitting in her face over and over. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I got tested and I'm fine. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to get tested. Um, but I, I, yeah, I mean, I it was like I, after a handful of those interactions, I was like, I don't no if i and then i was talking to people that were there for the final four games and they were like yeah it's it's dead like it's they, they did the best they could in terms of like building an atmosphere and right all that. right um so i started adding it all up and we wanted to do a live show after the title game as well and it was it was i was just like you know what i can't believe i'm saying this but i don't think i'm gonna go to the title game so we didn't go to the title game well i thought it we sucked were so <laughs> Um, you know, I was actually kind of I, first of all sorry i saw the picture of you guys in your tuxes and i assumed that that was at the yeah the te- but no i mean that truly makes more sense and you're not a wuss at all i mean i i just tweeted this because i wasn't going to make a big deal I, I i felt a little weird about you know posting that i'd gotten the vaccine or yeah or anything and and because of i i just felt weird about it and then um but i've been i'm fully vaccinated now and i just want to say mm, that double vaxxed in yeah i'm double vaxxed and mm. in in light of your interaction with those guys like it's so it's so scary when you're not vaccinated <laughs> to be in that situation and i saw that josh allen um on kyle brant's show said that um quote he doesn't know whether he's going to get it or not because he's a big <laughs> statistics and and um and analytics guy 
and okay. he wants to see what the stats say. And I was, what? so I just tweeted. I was just like, you, you know what? to see the saber metrics on the shot? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, what is the shots? Like WAR? Is that what you're yeah, like? The, I was like, war, in light yeah. of that, I felt compelled to be like, hey, I've gotten it. They're like, I'm totally, I haven't grown a six toe. Like, please, everybody get this yeah. <laughs> stupid vaccine. So I think that makes total sense. But uh, I mean, from a, from a game perspective, I feel like you weren't really missing out. I didn't miss much. Yeah, but my, my attitude towards it was like, I'm not scared of the virus, but at the same time, I'm not trying to go out of my way to get it. And uh, that that whole situation downtown was just like, yeah, this is. This I was. Is, uh, I'm going to be honest. I was. I was a. I was very scared of the virus. I was a oh, real, I, <laughs> real less about that. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know because I was just like I. I, I wanted to. I don't know. I, you I don't want to give it life, power, but, but you're also like, I'm not trying to, to mess with this here. Yes, yes. So uh, I, I ended up not going to game. And yeah, as you said, it ended up being like a kind of bad game. But uh, anyway, it was – shout out to Baylor. They're, they're, they're an awesome team, and um, I think the better team obviously won. But this yeah, it was, will... it was a du- I would have been very upset if I went to that – if I paid money for tickets to go to that game with no environment – and uh, had a bunch of bros wanting pictures and coughing all over me. Yes. Um, that oh, would have no, been, that would be a lose-lose. <laughs> that would have been, been a lose-lose-lose-lose-lose. Yeah, lose, yeah, yeah. Lose. Also, congrats. Also I saw lose. you You broke uh, 200K on Twitter. Charlotte, please don't. <laughs> please don't do this. I knew you were going to hate that so much. I'm trying to break 0K. I'm trying to go that backwards. I mean, I it's want... just funny that no matter how hard you try, you, you keep... You keep getting trying to, which selfishly to, that's good for our show. So I'm gonna. I'm, how much? You know. How much can I sell my Twitter account for? Is there if there's a brand out there that just wants to buy it and take all my followers? I want to cash this thing out. Like, what's the point of this at this point? Like, I'm ready to. It's been ten you years. You could try God's Tommy sakes, Bahama. Yeah, Tommy Bahama. Yes, yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up how many followers Tommy. Tommy Bahama has and see um, if it would be an upgrade for them to buy yours. <laughs> What a, you mentioned the women's tournament. I was trying to keep tabs on it as best I could. Obviously, mm-hmm. the they were going on at the same time. So I watched the title game, uh, Arizona and Stanford came down to the wire, um, and that was that was that was fun to watch. Uh, I I I watched like what what was the game? Um, UConn played somebody Arizona uh, in, the, in the Elite Eight. Oh, the Elite uh, Eight. That was. Um... Oh my and god, I'm forgetting now. Was it was it Iowa? Was that the Iowa? Was yes, it? no, because it wasn't it, that. That it was, was Sweet Caitlin. Sixteen. Wasn't that eight? No, they played someone in the league. I forget who it was, and I, I was I was watching that because the Oregon State Loyola game was garbage, and I was like, I'd rather watch this women's game. But for the most part, I didn't watch much of the women's tournament because it was going right. on at the exact same time. Um, so my question to you is, what about the women's tournament? It was Baylor. It was UConn. It was Baylor. Baylor. Yeah, UConn Baylor. That's right. And yeah. then Baylor got fouled at the last at the last play. And Kim Mulkey went yep. on this whole rampage. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and she put her mask on for the first time. It was like a Justin. <laughs> that's right. And the post game press conference. Um, so what what about the women's tournament made it uh, more compelling in your eyes? Like you said, you were, you found yourself watching more of the the women than the men's. Why why is that? I did. I mean, first of all, I think that UConn was such a compelling story um, from the beginning. You know, Paige Beckers as this unbelievable freshman um, winning all of these awards. They had such a young team and they just kept they just kept winning. And I just assumed I was like, oh, okay, well, UConn's going to win the tournament. Like there was never a question in my mind. I feel like with Gonzaga, I mean, I also picked them to win, but I was sort of, I felt like there was more of a chance that you could get some weird March Madnessy situation the way we kind of ended up getting. I did not see that coming. 
with UConn yeah. at all. Like I didn't think that was possible. And so for a team like Arizona um, to go on such a cool run and a player like Ari McDonald who scored something like what 37 percent of the team's points uh, like through the it, she's she's unbelievable and i loved adia barnes i just sort of fell in love with that story as it was happening while still being really drawn to the yukon storyline and then it all just came together in this really cool way that i felt you know i think to me the women's tournament as a whole was what that one Gonzaga UCLA game was, <laughs> you know, like yeah, that level okay. of tension sort of kept up and, and be, and I was interested still to the, to the title game. And it, you know, came down to the wire in a way that the, the men's didn't, but I also just, I just get so into, it feels like such a great way to highlight women's sports in a way mm-hmm. that does get much more, more people. And, you know, and, and it's not like there's tennis where, the Williams sisters are always compelling. Like there, there are certain sports where women are generally in the conversation and college basketball to have a month where people who might not generally watch it become that invested in it is really cool to me. I, I don't understand though why they do the tournament at the same time the men are playing. Uh-huh. I don't, it's, it's, have you it's ever really, asked anyone about that? I, I, I guess I haven't. I guess I should. I should ask around. And, and like, it's very, it, it, the final four is staggered. So I get, like, that's cool that like on a, on Sunday right. in between Saturday and Monday is the women's title game. So you can watch, you know, like, so I, I watched the final four as best I could because of uh, the, the staggering. But uh, like I said, like the, the, the Baylor UConn game was going on at the exact same time as the men's tournament. Right. And I wanted to watch as best I could, but I, couldn't really and right. it's very confusing and in my mind um you know like one train of thought would be play it play start the women's tournament after uh the men's tournament or stagger it that way so like now the but i i think they should do it before i think uh when march hits like march 1st yeah. the women's tournament should start because like all of america is jonesing for march madness you know no, you, the you calendar said turns that. in march you said I feel that, like that a makes few a lot weeks of ago, sense. and i haven't been been able to stop thinking about it because i was like that is that would be so much fun to have yeah. a full you know to have the people who i don't know but like the I mean, second, like 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 the women's title game happens on on that monday like the monday after the men's selection sunday wow you know what i'm saying yeah and then that next week starts the men's tournament it's just like they butt up against each other and it's just full-blown madness the whole i don't know that's pretty Am I cool too smart? i think that's no i do <laughs> You might be. You might be. Might people be. have people have said um, that. You know, I've gotten a lot of DMs lately, being like, "Titus is too smart." Can you? <laughs> they refer to you as Titus because it's it's college basketball month. So that's right. that's you're right. Mark every every other month. But uh, what else? We we did this a couple of weeks ago. Where you're telling me what else I missed. Dude, I've and, got so uh, much I feel like to catch you, you up to, on. We need to do it again. What else? What else was I? What else is going on in the world? I saw you tweeted to me about Aaron Rodgers and Shailen Woodley. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's what happened. Oh my god! So I'm really we're not going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and Jalen. What are we not going to talk about? We're not going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and Jalen Woodley. But if we were going to talk about them, we would say that um, Aaron Rodgers was all over Shailene Woodley's Instagram story. They're driving in a car together, and he has a half and half man bun, which maybe you call it. a top knot. I don't really know. You know, he's got something going on. 
there I've been using are, that a lot lately, by the way. Have you? Yeah, I, I, I respect it. So, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. I'll send, I'll, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> he is driving and Shailene is in the passenger seat and they have three German Shepherds in the back. And now I grew up with German Shepherds. My parents still have one. I have always had a German Shepherd in my life and I'm obsessed with these dogs and I fight against myself every day not to get one because I travel too much. And I live in a one-bedroom apartment in Brooklyn, and that doesn't make sense. But I want one. Anyway, they're in the car. I freak out. Um, they still don't follow each other on Instagram, though. And then Aaron Rodgers does this whole Instagram live with Shailene. And it was all to promote his – he's hosting Jeopardy for two yeah. weeks, I think. Um, but it is still just the most bizarre relationship to me. And they seem very strange, and I'm fascinated by it. So that is what we are not going to talk about. Okay. Definitely do not talk about that. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, the, the, yeah, the, they don't follow each other is my favorite part. But uh, yeah, I uh, I saw that I did see that he was not. He, he said this quote was like, I'm not shy about wanting the Jeopardy job, which I. Um, Unbelievable. It, I found fascinating. But uh, so what else is going on? What are. What so are, what, here I've, I've got a whole bunch of things to talk, tell you about, which I'm very excited. Uh, the Astros, um, when they played the Angels, they got booed and someone threw an inflatable trash can. Yes. Yes. I did not see this. This yep. is great. I it love was this. Amazing. This was we uh full disclosure, we were going to do a baseball show uh mm-hmm. last week and we didn't because uh my my bags on the way to Indianapolis. I told the people. I told the people. Oh I'm you did? Bag. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Just making and, sure. And I mentioned that um, you know, one of the things that I was really upset about last year, and I know that in the grand scheme of things, this is not a big thing, but in like the baseball scheme of things, this is huge. Is that all I want? I was so, when the cheating scandal broke and they sort of got lightly reprimanded and everyone was pissed, that was, I guess, early February 2020. And I was so excited. I had all these pitches written for, you know, I come to Fox, it's my new job. I was like, I want to go to every first game of every series the Astros play on the road. I wanted to see how they got booed. Like, I was just ready to go. And then COVID hits. And I was like, okay, that's not the biggest problem right yeah. now but it's for me it's still a problem and so this year to start out the season they've gotten booed everywhere they played the angels that got booed trash cans mm-hmm. the for opening day against the athletics they got absolute they had all these amazing signs from fans and i'm like good i didn't want them to skate by in a year without having to face the fans for what they did I, I agree with you. That was that was what I was going to say when we were doing the show. The notes I put together for the show we didn't do was like that was number one thing I was looking forward <laughs> to this year, seeing if people were still going to hate the Astros as much as they should. It is great because uh, sports needs sports need villa sports needs sports need, need villains sports 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 need, sport need uh, villains. We need villains, uh, but it's not. It's rare that you find a villain that everyone can rally behind and like not feel entirely bad about it like the example i would use for for college basketball is obviously duke is is a team that everybody hates yes. but it's gotten to a point kind of where um you know people hate duke there, there are a lot of reasons to hate duke and a lot of it makes sense but also on an individual level some of the guys at duke now um you're kind of like D- why should i hate these guys I know. per se because of christian leitner and jj reddick like did these guys do but then you're like yeah they kind of had to know what they were stepping into and it, it gets a little murky sometimes like a zion williamson was is was everyone's favorite player at duke but he played for duke so it's like i how do you pick and choose why why are we not consider anyway the point is is you rarely get situations where it's just put on a tee for you and it's like this yes <laughs> knock this out of the park hate these guys hate them with all of your might there are very obvious reasons to hate them 
and you don't have to feel bad about it and no one has to feel bad about it and there's not any astros fan that's like i don't understand why you hate us you're an idiot like you know why we hate everyone yeah you know what i mean like because duke fans could, could be like it doesn't really make sense why you hate us and they could maybe kind of come close to building a compelling case astros fans do not have a single shred of of leg to stand on and any of this so it's like just shut up and take your medicine we are going to do the <laughs> hell out of you all season and probably next season and i don't know when it's going to end i guess like jose altuve retires and that'll be it i don't know like, uh, you're going to need a completely new roster before people yeah. for I, yeah. I agree i and i think you know this is actually something um when when the pats won the 28 to 3 super bowl and everyone was livid and it was like there's clearly a bad how did they cheat to win that one i forget I, it oh, all runs together the, was that the spy gator the, the deflate do not test me. <laughs> Which one was that? Uh, that was that any was that Deflategate? That might have been. Which which one was? That was Deflategate year. That was a, I think. Oh my god. Anyway, whatever. Um, I remember being in the Patriots locker room after, and like the country is pissed. And you had the you had guys like Martellus Bennett sitting there with his little kids on his lap, and and they were so happy. And I was like, oh my god. Like the problem with hating teams is that then you get these, you know, really lovely people who are on the, and I'm sure they're lovely people on the Astros, but they collectively <laughs> decided to cheat in a way that like, okay, whatever you cheat at monopoly. Fine. You cheat at a world series and you end other teams, like players on other teams, you end their careers. Like you, right. you, you cheat against a pitcher and you, they ruined you gets, Darvish. Yes. They ruined you Darvish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, yes. you should get booed forever. For that, and on top of it all, they were not punished in any way, shape, or form. Any Manfred way. literally said the trophy is a hunk of metal. Who so cares? it falls on the fans because the Astros were not punished. It falls on the fans for some vigilante justice here. Exactly. The fans have to take it in their own hands and throw inflatable trash cans onto the field because <laughs> exactly. Rob Manfred did nothing to stop this. And uh, we we should hashtag never forget. You know, <laughs> we should we should hashtag it. never forget. <laughs> I also I think that in terms of Houston sports, I mean, I I really I don't understand. I don't know how as a fan, as a Houston fan right now, you sort of move through your sports fandom because the Astros cheated. They were awful. Um, The Houstons have this super messed up internal culture. And then it comes out that there are, you know, 22 lawsuits against Deshaun Watson by women that he, you know, allegedly sexually assaulted or harassed. And then, you know, the Rockets Harden make this this whole thing. So like, I I I wonder how um I would Houston, love to hear University if you're a Houston, Houston fan. The University of Houston yes. lost by a thousand in the exactly. Final Four. <laughs> exactly. Like if you're a Houston fan, write in to us and tell me please what you how you square all of this in your head. Because it's all it's not like, oh your team's bad, but like they're lovable and there's something romantic about it. It's like, oh your team like they're bad people doing bad things in this situation. <laughs> Uh, and I just want to know what's what's going through your head. So please, please let us know. The People Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Um, what else? What else okay. is there? Uh, glad you asked. Um, Bryson DeChambeau, you're, you're going to love this. I, as soon as I saw there was a Bryson headline, I was like, oh, Mark's favorite golf storyline. Uh, the, the headline um, on ESPN was Bryson DeChambeau says something in his bag for Masters Week is, quote, very helpful, but won't get into specifics. <laughs> is that the greatest thing you've ever heard and i was like that's like me talking about my ativan prescription that's like, you know, i'm like i got a little something in my pocket a little something something <laughs> but, but he said okay here's the full quote 
Obviously, there's something in the bag this week that's very helpful, he said Tuesday. I won't go into specifics of it, but just know that this has been a few years in the making and I'm very excited for it. Whether it helps me perform at a higher level, I'm not sure because it's golf and you never know what happens. Definitely what I've seen on the driving range and what I've seen the last week in practice, there's some tremendous benefits to it. Does he mean literally in his bag, or is it like the way we the the you know the turn of phrase that he's in his bag, like his skill set? He's he's you know that's like a basketball I, phrase. Yeah. that the guy gets in his bag to show off what his skills are. It's like a mean, Mary Poppins bag full of like your ability to shoot a three or whatever. Yes. But no, I I don't know because he had that forty eight inch driver shaft which you can't say without sounding <laughs> like you're talking about something else which is a little horrifying but he he also like did the whole weight gain thing to be able to hit it farther yeah. so i don't know i saw him warming up today by the way at, at, at augusta and yeah. he just like puts ball after ball in the tee and just like tries to basically throw his back out hitting him as hard <laughs> as he can as fast as he can it's insane like he he his whole existence now is just a, a theatrical performance you know totally. what i mean like i really feel like he's he's i don't know doing some sort of like yeah i don't know like a live action art exhibit it's performance art yeah it's performance sure. art yeah his, his whole thing is performance art he's like i'm gonna warm up i gotta get the, the 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 retweets and likes on twitter with this i'm gonna give the people something so i'm going to try to throw my back out and hit it as far as i can it's amazing though because he actually wins that's the funniest part is like he wins tournaments still i mean that is t- totally like you want him i mean you we've talked about this like years ago it feels like but you he is the villain that golf needs and it's almost like it's gone so full circle that now i'm kind of obsessed with him yeah absolutely he's like right? if shooter mcgavin was was doing was 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 obsessed with lifting weights and protein like i it, it's so perfect because his, right. his persona he, he is full full-fledged heel um it i i don't know i i, I love bryson DeChambeau so much because so i hate good. him so much like yeah, i do yeah. hate him like I, i'm not a fan of his at all but like as you said he's so hateable and he's so on the nose with everything you could tell me that that uh th- there was something that happened at augusta with bryson DeChambeau, and just give me like the elements of everything and i'll tell you what he said or like how he reacted or because like it's always like whatever the worst case scenario is like whatever is like the douchiest thing to say in this moment you know, it's like He's Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau's ball, he, he hit a bad drive and it hit a fan. And like, now I have to tell you what did Bryson DeChambeau say? And I'll tell you what he said. He blamed the fan for getting in the way. Like, that's what he said. He 100% blamed the fan. Like, that is, and, and when you have guys like that, you know exactly what they're going to say. And it's always going to be the worst thing. But at the same time, he's completely harmless. He is not like, like, there are no like real life victims here. He's not like a, a bad guy in real life, as, as far as I know. Right. It, it doesn't get any better than that, Charlotte. That's I, why I love him. I could not. I could not. <laughs> agree more it's like this or it those are my favorite kind of um sports villains those sort of hapless ones where you're like in the scheme of things this doesn't really affect anybody or anything it's just really entertaining you know it's like a really good villain on a season of the bachelor who doesn't actually yeah. turn out to be secretly racist or something you know it's like we all can get behind that but by the way the, the the one the one season i watched was uh chad uh do you remember this oh. guy he was like a big time meathead with jojo was it was it, it was JoJo's JoJo's season? Season. it was aaron Rodgers' brother Jordan. i love that guy i met him i saw him in hollywood one time he was wearing a tank top at a bar and i was like he was that awful is... he had like all these awful tweets he was like a horrible horrible guy oh is he a bad guy oh really bad he oh, did a good it. job of being a villain but then it came out that he was like super 
like I loved them on the show because like they, they would go on dates and uh, I, I remember what I think it was like at Sports Nation they were doing something and uh, yes. they they made the guys do events to win JoJo's love or something and and if you win you get a date with her it was and if dizzy you don't. Back. It was something like that, yeah. And and Chad's whole attitude is like his turn to go, and he's like, I don't care, like I don't want, I. And, and they were like, What's going on, Chad? And he's like, I don't know this woman. Like I'm not gonna like go out of my way to try to impress her when I don't know if she's even worth my affection. And I, I was like, This is so good, dude, because like he was bringing real life logic into the Bachelorette, which is like, I don't know you, so why would I like fight these guys to try to take you on a date? But at the same time, like everyone that watches the Bachelor, like, why are you on the show then? Right, like, <laughs> like that's, that's the, the entire point. No, that but was like, it was that it was that episode that um I said that uh, when I was recapping it, I said that Jordan Rogers was really bad at the dizzy bat, and he DM'd me to say, "Keep being hard." That's on me. right. That's it right. It was that exact episode, and I was like, "That's right." But I, the, the Chad dude was so good because he was like, "I just met you. I, I, I know nothing about you, so I, no, I, I refuse to, to, you know, do a dizzy bat to, to get right. a chance to take you to dinner. Like, if you want to go to dinner, let's go to dinner. If you don't, let's not. That it's that simple. That's how I was like, <laughs> <it's all added. laughs> I was like, I love this right. guy. It's like exactly the opposite premise of the entire show, yeah. which I respect. Um, but there's been a lot more news, actually. Uh, Sam Darnold got traded to the Panthers. Um, wait, what? Wait, are you serious? You didn't know this? I didn't know that. No. Oh, my God. I thought this was going to be one where you were like, yeah, obviously I know. Oh, my God. Mark, they traded Darnold. He was the he's the starting quarterback for the Jets. Was Is he, he not? He was, and he was a number three pick in yeah. 2017, 2018. And now they are going to take Zach Wilson, the BYU quarterback who looks, I, I tweeted this and, and I'm saying that because I want you guys to see the pictures that are included. Um, but he, both Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson look like the villain in a nineties kids sports movie. Mm, and so they're yes. basically trading in one of those guys for a different one of those guys. And I actually think that with Matt rule in Carolina, who is, you know, famously a good coach, a good college coach for quarterbacks and seems to be able to do something with Carolina. Maybe there's, they can do something like maybe Sam Darnold just like, Oh, I'm shocked. He didn't thrive under Adam Gates. Like what do you yeah, want me right. to say? Sam Darnold's not bad, right? I don't he's think not, so. I mean, he, he's just, he's really young too. Is he not like, he's still like 22 years old or something. Yeah. He's a little, he's a little, if I remember right. Well, that's, that's exciting. That's yeah. certainly something. So the jets are taking Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's even uh, though Justin I, Fields stats are like better. Yeah. I need board, to, but. I need to, I need to start. I'm, I need to do that. I'm going to take the rest of the week and read up on my NFL draft takes. I, I don't have as many takes as I need, but uh, I, I was very, we should do I'm a draft much, special. I'm very much in the Justin Fields camp, as you might imagine, being Obviously. an Ohio State guy. He's awesome. He's I don't great, understand. too. He, yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I have thoughts, but I'm going to research all of it before I throw out wild accusations. <laughs> Let's see what the haters have to say, because the haters do sometimes make good points. I will say that. The, the haters, haters have been known. <laughs> the haters have been known for, for a time or two to make some great points, and uh, I got to see what they have to say and, and take it into consideration. But, uh, yeah, um, I like Justin Fields a lot. Okay, so all right. So we'll see. Uh, the other thing is that the Red Sox came out with these uniforms, and they sent me one, which is very kind. But they are blue and yellow. Um, huh? After the because the Boston Marathon's colors are blue and yellow, and they're doing it as a Patriots Day thing. And you know, there's the marathon bombing those years ago, and the and the, mm. pet, and the Red Sox were super involved in you know healing the city after that. Um, you know, Ortiz said, "This is our." I never know whether I should swear in this. I feel like I know I know that your family listens to it, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to do it. So just he said, know that if you do, city. 
Yeah, if you do, you're getting a strongly worded letter from my Yes, and I, I, I don't yeah. I don't want to um bring shame upon your podcast. <laughs> um but anyway, so that and, and at first I saw these and I was like, what are we doing? Like the the one thing that I'm a little confused about is I understand honoring something and I understand paying homage to something but i'm also like well there's a reason that teams have colors and i feel like you know when they do city uniforms like the nets are their colors are black and white but they have these red and blue jerseys and it just really confuses me but also it's a really cool looking jersey and they sent me one and i kind of love it but i'm also like well then why isn't it red you know i'm it's very but also at the end of the day why would you like it's not worth wasting time being mad about these sorts of things Charlotte, you couldn't be more wrong about the last thing you just said. It is worth wasting time. <laughs> Welcome to old age. Join us. Welcome to the club. This is being old, is watching the NBA and bitching about how the, I thought uniforms were supposed to be uniform. I thought we were supposed to have I, – I don't understand it. I, I, I would dare to guess that if I was setting the over-under on how many games the NBA has played this year where both teams wore their standard home-and-away uniforms, it would be no, like four, four and a half. I'm like, well, then why even have colors? Why have colors? I I am old. I am so old school. Bought because like I have one now, and I'm like that's kind of cool. I am so old school. I want the home team to wear their whites and in basketball. Their their the road team to wear their their dark colors and leave it at that. Nothing else. Like that's that's trickling down into college. Like this year in college basketball, you're seeing home teams wearing their dark colors, and I was getting very upset. Uh, Thankfully, the NCAA tournament it still works where the home team wears a. Where's the white or the, the, the top seed versus the whites? But uh yeah, I, I, I like the idea. I you know, obviously I'm not gonna say like don't, you know, commemorate or or, or whatever the, the the Boston Marathon right. and I understand the importance to the city and all that thing, but uh I don't know. I like maybe I, put a patch on a uniform instead of like a full Yes. There there are other ways to do it. I, I the, the, the MO, the, the, this to me just says like MLB execs and Red Sox, whatever, we're, we're looking at their demographics and they're like, we have to appeal to the younger crowds. How do we do that? I mean, and they're the one guy it's entirely like, yellow jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like one more thing that people can buy. Yeah, and it's one more thing people can buy. That's and, just uh, more late stage capitalism for yes, you, Mark. <laughs> yes, and we know that the Red Sox owners... <laughs> Uh, they they love that money. Boy, do they! They love I it more than they love even. Mookie Betts. So. I'm like, oh, so is this what you did with the the money you saved in the luxury tax for yep. Mookie Betts? Did you make yep. these uniforms? Well, if they sell more of these uniforms, maybe they can buy Mookie Betts back. Stop that's it! What, that's the idea. That's not even funny. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm uh, triggered. I, okay, I, but no. Welcome to old age, Charlie. You, you've officially joined us, uh, us, us old people that that complain about these sorts of things. Um, god, so, I feel older you. and older. Are cause... they are they wearing them throughout the season, or is it just going to be like the weekend of the marathon? Just deal? Patriots Day, which is oh, what oh that... just Patriots Day. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, that's not too bad then. I don't. No. Hate, but you know that you know that that's not going to stick. You know that they're <laughs> going to do it just Patriots Day this year, and then next year they're going to do like they're going to throw in a few games here and there where they wear it. They're going to do like something, some purple thing to like celebrate the Boston public transportation system. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, this is a step too far. My dudes, yep. we got There's going to be a Boston tea party. There's going to be like a Paul Revere day where they have a Paul Revere uniform and the, the Boston tea. It's just, it, where does it end? That, that's another thing when you're it's old, you have to slope. say. That's another thing you say. Where, where do we draw the line? <laughs> where do we draw the line? Mark Titus. I'm going to, yeah, that maybe that should be the tagline of the show. Um, the People's Sports Podcast. Where do we draw the line? Um, did you hear about the NBA drama that went on with Paul Pierce and Kevin Durant? And- uh, I heard about 
Yeah, so Paul Pierce, I saw the Instagram live. Um, I or what I, 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 I'm, I'm tangentially aware of that the Kevin Durant situation, I kind of have no idea other than like Michael Rappaport's involved. And uh, I, it, it, what I was gathering from the Kevin Durant situation is that it's, it's an instance of both people lose. And yes, they both, it's, it's like the, the two pigs, pigs wrestling in the mud type yes. deal. And, one guy looks up and is like, look, I owned him. And you're like, dude, look how muddy you are. Like, you, <laughs> you didn't own, you, you both lose. That's how I felt about that. But I also wasn't, I didn't read what they were messaging each other or anything like that. Yeah, I, just, I mean, for That's those, what I gathered from it. For anyone who doesn't know, basically, they Michael Rapport, this actor and, you know, New York guy, um, was going back and forth in DMs with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant said, like, truly horrible things, like, use slurs, it was really bad. And then Rapport posted the screenshots of the DMs. And it's a kind of thing where, to me, first of all, you know, never use that language. Um, but I, I have a hard time believing that Rappaport has always been, you know, totally buttoned up and never said it. He, he said they've been going back and forth for years. So probably, you know, he'd said bad stuff, too. But Durant's not about to, like, post that. So it really is the the pig situation there. I agree with you. Um, the Paul Pierce thing, I mean, I'm sort of in awe because ESPN fires him after he posts this video of himself with. Um, exotic dancers and you know he's he's smoking all kinds of things and he's just like having himself a time and it makes me think that he was trying to get fired (laughs) it makes me think i mean like honestly i don't know i'm not i don't i don't know what the guy's got going on in his life but like it, it it seemed like maybe don't make that many jokes about it was kind of my takeaway and I, I watched the video i was like that that guy doesn't look like he's in a great spot with with things right. and this feels i don't know it Whatever. was the kind I, of thing where it was like this is a thing that happened and maybe we should all move on but i it I, it, 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 it looked like a cry for help to me more than yeah. it looked like something we should all dunk on him for but at the same time i understand how the internet works so have at it but uh no, I yeah, didn't feel I didn't feel any need to, to to dunk on him for that one. Hey guys, we appreciate you listening to the show, but are you aware, Charlotte? Do you think the people know this that they can watch us on YouTube? I'm not sure the people know, but the people can watch full episodes. The people can watch compilations of me being an idiot. They can watch compilations of you being an idiot. They can watch all of our bad takes about hockey. I mean, it's all here. So please, please go watch us on YouTube because the only thing funnier than hearing us in your headphones is seeing me turn bright red when I get something wrong. Here's my problem to the people at some point i'm going to wear my hair in a man bun before i get it cut so yes. uh there you go watch on youtube for that w- what day will i show up to the show with a man bun uh i don't know we'll find Keep out together on their toes, and you'll only find out if you watch it on the internet there was another another very important nba thing that happened that is so unbelievably wholesome um, that I think it's kind of hilarious in, in like you've got all this swirling draw and all this stuff happening and then the Space Jam 2 trailer drops. <laughs> as, as like all of the other stuff yeah, is going on. Yeah, and it's on. like, oh, LeBron and the Looney Tune gang is back. And I was like, oh my God, this is <laughs> such an unbelievably perfect juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. That this is the league, NBA. That's right? how the NBA works. Yeah, is, is yeah, you... Uh, yeah, the, 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 that that is that is the NBA is just uh, there's there's all the nonsense going on. We try to channel it and, and get people back on track. I don't know. Um, I, I watched the trailer, by the way. I, want I watched thoughts. it this morning. Uh, 
I, I first of all, I want to say that Space Jam, when it came out, the original Space Jam, I thought it was the single greatest movie ever made. Same. Um, I still kind of think that. I still rewatch <laughs> it from time to time, and I'm like, this movie could not. The soundtrack. If you didn't own the soundtrack in in 1996, and and blare it through your I, I i remember putting on headphones and i had my disc man mm-hmm. and you have to like keep it level you know because like if you oh, turn yeah. it sideways it would <laughs> i remember like trying to figure out a way to like listen to it on my dick because i i didn't have like a boom box that i could put outside yet and so i put on my <laughs> disc man and i i was playing the i believe i can fly on the space dream channel track as i'm in my backyard trying to dunk a basketball i'm holding it in my left hand i'm holding the basketball Stop in my right it. hand are you kidding me and it's skipping all over the place True story. This was like it. It that that movie was is so iconic and so. Uh, I I cannot overstate the importance that movie had in my life at the time it came out. Like everything about it. I I, genu- I was talking to Tate about this because mm-hmm. obviously he's he loves Michael Jordan and um loves Bug Bunny, but Bugs Bunny and loves. He's always been a fan of Bugs Bunny's work. Huh, um, yeah, <laughs> he's a, it's a canon really. We, and he said, uh, he brought, he's a little younger than me. So he said when he, when, when Space Jam came out, he genuinely thought that that was, it was like a real, tr- it was a true story that that's how Michael Jordan came back. <laughs> to he the thought NBA. it was a documentary. And, uh, and I wanted to say that, that, that I, I am, am very much a Space Jam guy. And mm-hmm. so I, that, that is the, the point of view I'm coming hold from. On, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to, I want to put my experience with the original one in the mix before we go into the the new one because i think for i I want everyone to have the context from which we were both viewing this i also i thought that the coolest thing i'd ever seen in my entire life was um real people interacting with animated beings yes i thought that was uh, i i that that blew my mind that to me was like the pinnacle of technology and i was I was flabbergasted, and I also loved I don't Bill know Murray how they did even at that at that age. Um, how did they do it? How did they? do it? I don't it? know. I don't know. And and so it the I believe I can fly song. Like I grew up kind of under a rock. There are a lot of cultural references that I missed, and that was one that I fully knew and loved. And I will always have a soft spot for it because of that. Because I was like, this is one reference that I totally get. And last year, when The Last Dance came out, um, I rewatched Space Jam and um, really did a deep dive into what's going on because I hadn't seen it in a while. And I ended up making a fake documentary of um, Space Jam, of like Space Jam 20 years later. And I played every character, and I still think it's the greatest thing I've ever made. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, but did you not see that? I, I miss this one, Charlotte. Where, I will send it to you. I, I, it truly, uh, Kristen Scott, one of our, our producers, helped me put this together. And then we were like, this is too weird to put out from the Fox account. So we put oh, it out my from my God. account. <laughs> and, and I'm really proud of it. Oh, um, my God. Please re-up yeah. this, please, for the people. I will. This, I is, will. this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so I have a real soft spot for the, the first one. And I've been nervous about the second one because... When I heard the names involved, like Clay Thompson, I was like, Clay is like, uh, you know, okay, all uh, right. Yeah, so yeah. Um, now that we've watched it, I, I need the people to go watch this if you haven't seen it yet so that you have context of what we're talking about here. Can I just point um, out, by the way, over both of your shoulders as you're talking to me, you have Space Jam. Oh, my character. God. You have Muggsy Bogues and Patrick Ewing over both of your shoulders. And uh, both of them were, were Monstar. They had their talents sucked out of them by the monsters. Wow. Yeah. 
You didn't even you didn't even mean to do it. That's how big of a that's space how, you're, you're subconsciously a massive space jam person. Yes. That yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, speechless. <laughs> that never happens. Okay, wow. Um okay, so so with that said, you know, we're clearly both somewhat, if not purists, um, you know, disciples of the original. What did yep. you think? So I will yeah, I watched the trailer for the first time this morning. When it first came out, I didn't want to watch it. I was I was anti uh watching it because I I, I, I was planning on watching the movie. I, I am going to watch the movie uh no matter what. I was planning on watching the movie. I I don't in general love trailers unless it's um a movie like i knew what all you have to do is say space jam 2 and i'm like done i'm in either way it doesn't mean i'm gonna love it more or less but it's just like i get i get it so i don't need to watch a trailer i don't want to have anything spoiled um so i i almost never watch trailers for movies unless it's like something i have never heard of and someone's like you know check this out and tell me if you'd be interested in it or whatever but uh anyway th- that's that's that like, but i decided new ken burns doc i think you'll really love check yeah. out this trailer yeah, if it's a premise that I can't wrap my mind around, I'm like, all right, I'll watch the trailer. Like it's on the Civil and, War mark. We'll help yeah, you out. Yeah. Uh, so I watched it this morning, and my initial thought is it doesn't look horrible. Like, I thought I wanted mm-hmm. it to. I thought, like, this is going to be very, very bad. But it felt like all, all I thought while watching it was this is this. there's way too much going on. It felt like I, I guess people were saying Ready Player One was the thing that came to mind that they're just trying to make all these references to Warner Brothers and um, I mean for God's sakes there's Game of Thrones in the trailer like what does that have to do with anything? Was uh, it really? Wait. King Kong shows up at Where one was point. Game of Thrones? Huh? In I the missed- trailer? And, yeah when he like gets sucked into the vortex and then like there's the Game of Thrones theme like kind of comes over and then Oh, yeah. I totally missed that. That's what that song was. Okay. No, also, it was. It says it literally says Game of Thrones, and it shows like the the sequence of Game of Thrones real quick as he's getting sucked into the. Yeah, you have to rewatch it. Okay, um, but also, did you see? There's a part where Lola Bunny does the Dwayne Wade heat picture with LeBron. Yes. Yes. I noticed that yes. part. I was proud of myself for noticing <laughs> that part. But that, to my point. It, it it just the 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 thing that jumped out to me immediately was that um we are living in the times of add of like trying to there is there is just so much because the beauty of space the original space jam was the simplicity of it the story was very very simple as absurd as it was it was mm-hmm. simple like it was like michael jordan's playing baseball we're trying to figure out a way to get him to play basketball he gets sucked into a hole of, of, of uh, a golf hole. But then, like, once he gets sucked into the hole, Charlotte, weirdly enough, like, again, this is the genius of Space Shape is that it is absolutely absurd, but at the same time, the whole movie is very linear. It yep. makes a ton of sense. A child watching is like, now we, we go from the real world. Now he's in the loony world, the Looney Tunes, whatever the hell you call it. The loony world. And there are very, like, there are rules to the world that like are are are, are understandable. Yeah, you know, like the the way it's a it, consistent, it, it's imagined, consistent. creative environment. Right. Very consistent, and to me, the tra- watching Space Jam two, I was like, this is going to be the most confusing movie in the world for like a seven year old. That's what I felt. That's where my mind went. I was like, this is gonna. There's going to be no way that like a five year old can watch this and have any idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's funny you say that because I I have to roast myself for a second in in planning this show. I had to call producer Cat and say, I'm sorry. I know that I basically came up with what we should do here but i don't understand what we're doing because are the monster i was like are the monsters 
in the original one the same because in the in the new one i got confused because they just show up at, you know these nba they don't stars. look like monsters they look like yeah like, yeah they, they didn't look like they sucked anyone's talent out they just i got i got yeah. confused trying to talk about a trailer for a movie is where i'm like okay this is going to be a nightmare when i try to watch this thing i also i i have a few takeaways that i think um are very much are, are similar to your overall ethos, which is this, this is a little too, there's a little too much going on here. I, LeBron had, to, he needed to get sucked down a golf hole. That to <laughs> me is the funniest thing I've ever seen in a movie. And I, I get that they're trying to do digital and like it's a server and he goes into this digital world, but I thought it was so hilarious to picture um, like LeBron James. Go, I mean, like he should have been golfing with Bill Murray again, and he just, doesn't. I, well, I think the problem is LeBron doesn't golf. Um, well, he should have just like, you know how I, figured it out. You know how I know LeBron doesn't golf? Or he's in a wine cellar. Put him in a wine cellar, and he was, gets sucked down the cave. I was gonna say, you know how you know LeBron doesn't golf is because you've never seen him golf. And if LeBron James golfed, <laughs> oh my God, he would only ever talk about golf. That's all That's he would, you would just see his Instagram at all times. Yeah, wine wine could have worked. The other thing, speaking of getting sucked into the golf hole that, that messed me up as a kid, was <laughs> <Speaking> it, <of. laughs> it it like gave me an existential crisis about heaven and hell because you're you're raised to believe that hell is below our feet and heaven is in the sky somewhere. But then you watch Space Jam and like the Looney Tunes world is below us. He gets sucked into the hole below and moron mountain is out you know like the where the 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 aliens are from is like the bad place and i was like oh my god is is hell is hell like by the looney tunes world and like oh heaven is god. by i was i was like oh my god this is it's, it's all wrong it's all I, i'm so confused and it, it took i'm still unpacking that to be honest like i i, need- I, I approached my pastor about this and i was like pastor I, we need to talk <laughs> i think i want to go to hell because like bugs bunny's down there <laughs> That is that is one of the most. That's like right. so. Yes, because that's so adorable, and in, in like the little kid way that you see something, and it really sticks with you. Like there was this TV show I once saw that was it was called. Um, it was not Ghostbuster. It was Ghost Writers, or or some, it was like some show on PBS, and they had this this bad guy character called Gooey Gus the Slime Monster. And in one episode, they show he's like sitting on the windowsill of a basement and melts. And I I was like, I am never, I didn't go into the basement by myself for probably three years. And there are things like that, that like whether it's an existential crisis or yes. something that you're convinced is real, that you're like, I'm never going to be able to separate this. I'm still a little bit afraid of basements. I need to know if other people had that reaction though, the heaven and hell situation, because I think it would be that I, I can't even... It makes so much logical sense that you had that issue that I would think other kids maybe. I need to know if listeners, anyone, please tell us because that's a really beautiful. It made moment. no sense. Like I when I first watched Space Jam, I thought Bugs Bunny was Satan and the the Danny DeVito monster guy was like God. Because I was like, but that doesn't make any sense. It, I was all over the place, but I love the bad. But you know, like I love the movie the first time I saw it, but then like that just kind of stuck in the back of my mind at all times, and it took a while to kind of figure out because as i said it it was very real to me it, it was it's still real to me damn it as the as the wrestling guys would say um that was that was what space jam was and i think watching the trailer that was that was my number one frustration i'm not going to crap on it because uh, i think it could be a good movie 
Um, it looked interesting enough, but it also just seemed like very big. I, I rewatched, by the way, the the original trailer because I was curious what like in 1996 mm. what that trailer looked like. How are you selling that movie to people? Yeah. And you know what they did in the original trailer, Charlotte? They basically just said, Michael Jordan, Bugs Bunny, come see the movie. That's it. That's all wow. you need. You don't need anything else. And that stood out to me, too, because the beauty of Space Jam at that time was that this Michael Jordan was larger than life. Bugs Bunny was larger than like it all. It all just right. coalesced. And that was all you really needed was that. And um, that that is that I, I, I imagine I'm not going to like this movie as much as I like the original part of it is because I'm 33 and I'm not <laughs> nine. <laughs> But also, LeBron, this is the argument in Jordan's favor in the Jordan versus LeBron debate. This is the argument of, uh, I don't know who the better basketball player is, but the, the, the greater cultural icon will always be Michael Jordan, no matter what LeBron James does. He can never, he will never, ever be able to touch what Michael Jordan was in the 90s because, uh, yeah, that, that was all Michael Jordan needed to sell a movie. It was like, he was I'm also Michael the Jordan. only thing there was. Like, the there was no internet was. to be like, okay, here are all these competing attention yes. things. It was like, you've got Michael Jordan, and that is literally it. That's why, yeah, LeBron will never, ever be able to, because even if he's 10 times the basketball player, he's, he wasn't a, he didn't come along at the right time. And... Um, yeah, th- that was that was what stood out to me was just the the all the all the extra they seemed to need to sell this thing and uh and and even like the the genius of of Space Jam and the first like Michael Jordan was such an icon. Think of like all the guys that signed up to be in this thing. Think of for God's sakes the soundtrack alone. As I said, they, they had on the soundtrack Chris Rock is doing like skits for sp- the Space Jam soundtrack, and Chris Rock wasn't even that. in the movie. And Barry, he, there's a Chris Rock Barry White skit on the soundtrack oh my because God. both of those guys are like, I just want to be tangentially related to this project that Michael Jordan is working on. And in the 90s, at that time, Michael Jordan had such an aura about him that it was just like, whatever it takes to be a part of this, I want to be a part of it. It feels like this was the opposite, that LeBron was like, hey, I'm trying to make this movie. Who wants to be in this? And NBA it's guys were like, the best you can ah, get as one of the villains is Clay Thompson. I'm like... I feel like there's might have yeah. been some trouble getting people to do this. Um, which brings me to um, we have some fun, two fun lists today. Um, if you were making, I one of my takeaways from the trailer is that I wasn't thrilled with who they cast as the monsters, like as the villains. That like you have Anthony Davis, like Clay Thompson. I like Durant Diana Taurasi. I like that one, but um I was like they if I if you could have used anyone for basketball players. Wait, Anthony Davis is, did they show these people in him? Yes. But there it's like so quickly as these I yeah. gotta rewatch it. They they showed like Anthony Day Anthony Davis is in this movie? I think so. Isn't he? He's got they that give him an eyebrow. Did I watch a different trailer? <laughs> no, you watched the right one. It's very quick. It's like a very quick thing. So I just I want to know who your top like who are the five people well, you make. I had Anthony your... Davis on my list, so I'm calling an audible. Sorry. Um, Did you? Yeah, because wait, I, I love I, that. No, keep it. I have. I kept. I kept one on mine. I, I didn't uh, I I thought the monsters were I I thought there were guys like I knew NBA players are going to be in the movie. But I did. First of all, I didn't really know Wait, who that's was. Hilarious. I'm so confused. I, my this this is the point is that it's like very bizarre. Like I it, this it's proves not clear your point of how confusing on. it is. 
Yeah, and 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 if you if you go back to 1996 again, go watch the trailer for that one, and it's like Michael Jordan has to save the world by playing basketball at the Looney Tunes, and that's all you have to say. And it's like, all right, well, it seems crazy, but also pretty straightforward. And this one, it's like LeBron is saving his son, and and he's also like King Kong makes an appearance with Fred yeah. Flintstone in the Game of Thrones, and I don't get it. And Don Cheadle's there, and is Don Cheadle Don, Don Cheadle? Cheadle's like God or like a server demon? And, and his name is Don Cheadle. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, um, so I don't... So tell me your list. Don't call an audible. Because right, well, I have I, one I of had, the same people in here. I had Anthony Davis on the list because uh, he... I, so when when you sent me the idea for the, the list of making your Monstars, I was thinking of just like... the. the I was thinking of the original Monstars, which... Mm-hmm. Um, Hang on a second. I got to pull my list up. Here we go. Uh, I was thinking of the original Monstars and what made the original Monstars so good beyond like their talent, like as Patrick Ewing and Muggsy Bogues and Charles Barkley um, was their their physical beings. Like yes. Sean Bradley was a great pick. Muggsy Bogues is tiny, but like that made it work. Um, so I was thinking of like, you have to have the combination of one, like uh, some sort of physical characteristics that mm-hmm. stand out. Mm-hmm. And also you have to have like a personality that the monsters can take and then like kind of exaggerate and become like a caricature version of you to, to then, even yes. though Sean Bradley didn't really have, um, but he was, he was tall and wh- whatever. You understand where I'm going with I this. Do. So, uh, I'll just get Anthony Davis out of the way. I picked Anthony. I, I had no idea he was a monster in this movie, to be honest with you. So uh, I feel I really, really do not want to pick him. But I'm being told that I have to. Stick no, no, with no. The pick, reason so. the reason I like that is because um, I want to know. Like when I my reaction when I saw AD was one of the monsters. I was like, why? And so I want you to sell. I want you well, to make I'll tell the case you why, for because. He's he's like a freak of nature physically, um, mm-hmm. and he's got the unibrow, which like I I want to see what that looks like on a monster. Uh, he's he's not the vet. Like this is kind of my Sean Bradley pick in the sense that like I don't think he has a ton of personality, and we're not going to give him a ton of lines in the movie. And I I imagine LeBron did because they're teammates and 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 they want to win that, another championship. And th- this is always by the way that that's the other thing about Jordan making Space Jam. He made Space Jam because he was like, yeah, this seems fun. I'll do it. LeBron made Space Jam because he's like, I want to be a media mogul. I want to get guys to play for the Lakers. This will be a good way to <laughs> like. There's always like another move of, uh, and it just kind of like kills the fun of it all. Like LeBron yeah. or Jordan was just like, yeah, cool, I'll do it. That seems fun. And Wait, I he's don't like, know. Patrick's gonna be there. Okay, done. Um, so anyway, Anthony Davis was uh, one that came to mind, and I cannot stress enough. I hate this pick. This goes against the very nature of the show uh, because this is this. I, I I'm disgusted with myself, and I'm going to hang my head in shame. Oh my god, now. Mark! No, I like I kept okay. I I kept Diana Taurasi on on mine. She's in it. She's one of the the monsters, and really, yeah, and she's the the white mamba in it. The white mamba. Yeah. This was in the trailer? Yeah, but like for two seconds, which is why you missed it, because they show up as these sort of overblown golden... You see Diana Taurasi in this trailer? Yes. Are you kidding me? See, that's how... That's what... That just goes to show what we're talking about. But I kept her because I was like, this is... I swear to God, I watched a different trailer than you. Did you really? Oh my God. I I had to. I'm going to go rewatch it right now, because this is... Go ahead. Keep talking. Okay, so she is clearly. I sort of went by the same thing. I had two category of people. I had like the the um, 
you know, the physical specimen that's that's unbelievable, and then also like the clear villain. So I'm I'm just gonna start from my I'm gonna start from my I'm I'm just gonna run through these. So I had Enrique Ogumbawale because she's one of my favorite women's basketball players of all time, and she's on the Dallas Wings and had um, like 39 points in a game in 2020. And I just think that I just want to see her as a as a cartoon monster. I had um, Kawhi because I think that the funniest thing you could do would be to have a character who like doesn't talk or only only talks in like really awkward um, phrase like just says Boardman gets paid and that's like his only line in the movie and you could really lean into that. Um, I had Kyrie because I think that 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 he is just clearly doing his own thing and he's so good that it would make a great it would make great content. I had Diana yeah. Taurasi because I think that's one that they actually got right. And then I had Draymond because I think he's just the ultimate villain and I don't know how they didn't put him in the movie as because he probably the hates LeBron in general and and yeah, which <laughs> is even a better reason for him not to do yeah. it because but I still think it's pretty funny. That's a that's a good list. I I'm I'm just so shook by this. I just rewatched it by the way, and Anthony Davis like it. I I see what you mean now. That character. I didn't realize those were actual. Yeah, I mean it's so like if you're gonna put Anthony NBA Davis, players in it, make sure that you see who they are. Anthony Davis is not in the trailer. It's like whatever avatar of anthony yes. davis that makes like a very quick and i didn't i didn't which is garbage because wouldn't you want to sell the movie as like the players being in it this is this is the problem with this is what i said like the trailer is very busy and it's very just like dab on him space stream like that was the trailer and if you go watch the 1996 one there it's like michael jordan is about to find out Life is a little loony on this side of the golf hole. And it's like just, you know, like a slow 90s, like, you know. That's an it's unbelievable like, 90s announcer voice. That's what it was. It's Can like, you do the whole show in that voice? Michael Jordan in 1990. Yeah, I should. <laughs> and he's about to find out. That's like, that saving the world is a little loonier than he thought. They went too this far. Summer. He knew too much. Yeah, and and... It's anyway. I I apologize. I'm shook by. I I didn't do my homework well enough. I didn't catch that Anthony Davis was in this. Um, because like I said, I I have purposely avoided as much of Space Jam as possible because I decided I'm going to see the movie. I don't want to know anything else, and I want to be surprised by stuff. But um, that's fine. Just tell me okay. what. Tell me who you'd put on. Okay, so number five was Trey Young, and the reason I picked Trey Young is because you need like a smaller guy. I was I was going for the Muggsy Bogues approach, which Trey Young is almost a foot taller than Muggsy Bogues. So apologies <laughs> to Trey Young for saying you're smaller, but the way Trey Young plays is like you need like a, a monster that's just kind of dribbling around and, and running through everybody and very quick and, and you know, a skilled monster. And, yep, and then yep, you yep. want one, one, one smaller guy around like four just giant uh, monsters. So Trey Young was, was the smaller guy. I had Anthony Davis as one of the bigger guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I made my case for him, and it seems like he's going to be in the movie. So, again, I am very disappointed in myself that I, I put him on there. I you got to go easy on yourself, Mark. It for is. the record, scratch Anthony Davis, put Giannis on there. That okay. was another one I considered. Uh, I want Zion at, at, at number three. Ooh. He is he is a great monster. He is a he's a little too likable though. That's the problem with was I. I would that, love to see him as yeah. a monster. 
A Zion Monstar would be amazing. Uh, so I had him at, on my list. I had Joel Embiid also because mm-hmm. uh, he, I he has a put great, him. great personality that the Monstar could. Uh, I see Joel Embiid. You remember like the stupid Monstar? Not the Joel Embiid is stupid, but you remember like the one that was a yeah. little like, the, like dopey uh, one? Don't. Like I could see that one being Joel Embiid, not being so dopey, but just being like goofy goofy yeah goofy in like a lovable way yeah he's like the monster you're kind of cheering for yeah um i love like that. he also he doesn't really want to be a monster he was just kind of like he's also <laughs> being held captive by the danny devito <laughs> yeah guy so you're like kind do you know of that today him, that was the first time i realized that that too that voice was i didn't know that danny devito was the evil guy's voice oh until i i told you no no, no until i was googling this morning and i was like what the heck <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, and then finally, I had Boban, as I said at the top. Boban was the first name that came to mind when I was trying to put together my uh, my monster that's so list good. because he's massive. He is uh, he 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 is also a goofball himself, and I mean the guy kind of looks like he's half monster to begin with. So he really he's, does. He's, I, he's well on his way. I see where you're coming from with that. Um, I also I I think that because we did monsters, I want to know who the who the Tune Squad is. Yeah, I spent this one made more sense to me, so uh, I, I'm more excited about this one. The monster. Okay, let's thing do this I, one. I blew. Go ahead. Um, all right. Well, I have Bill Murray as Bill Murray. <laughs> I I I don't understand how you could make this movie and not have him in it, and I don't know whether he will be. Maybe they're gonna surprise us, but it like the greatest line in all of cinema is Mike. I don't play defense, and yeah. I just wish that we would have that again. Fun fact about Bill Murray, he got a trillion in Space Jam in the original. He got what? He, he got a trillion. Uh, he <gasps> he, he oh my supported God. a basketball trillion. I thought you meant um, he was paid a trillion dollars, and I was like, that's not true. No, he, <laughs> he recorded a trillion in the game against the Monstars, and uh, it's something that I that gets brought up to me. Anytime Space Jam gets talked about, uh-huh. um, people point this out to me on the internet. And uh, I, it's, yeah, I've made oh my, my God, grand I trillion, that. so I hear about this all the time. But uh, I'm happy to hear about it. I, I'm happy when people discover that. That's a, it's a fun thing. So, yeah, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, Bill Murray. One of the most famous trillions of all time. <laughs> <laughs> the most famous trillion after Mark Titus. Um... Should we run through these, or do you want to tell me? Yeah, you go through yours. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daffy Duck is played by Machine Gun Kelly. Because <laughs> they, <laughs> they both have really long necks. Um, I like the spiky hair, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Porky Pig is Patrick from SpongeBob. I like that. Um, That's good. Lola Bunny is Adia Barnes, the Arizona women's head coach. Love that. Because she has such, she is such Lola Bunny energy in a, in a great way. Um, Bugs Bunny is Tony the Tiger. Interesting. Because if we're recasting the whole thing, like that's um that's what I'm going with. Um, does Tony does Tony the Tiger have enough range? Can he do anything other than say they're great? I haven't you know, seen. I, just his, think, I haven't Mark, seen his I think other he's, work. I think he's been typecast for too long. I think he needs a chance. <laughs> this is his breakout role. This is his chance to show that he can do more than shill cereal. Uh, Tony's been waiting for this big break his entire life, and okay. um, I just, I, it, it, he'll also cost less. You know, we won't have to pay him quite as much. Um, <laughs> Roadrunner is Usain Bolt. Um, yep. Elmer Fudd is Scott Drew. The uh, Baylor men's The Baylor coach. coach. That's a good one. Um, Yosemite Sam is Stephen Adams. Okay. And I can uh, see that. the mustache, basically. And and Granny is is Betty White. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Granny has to be Betty White. Uh, I like that. That's a good that's a good roster. Thank uh, you. who's Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan? Oh shoot. 
I forgot to do the main character. You forgot to do the guy that scores all the Instead points. Instead of Michael Jordan the... as LeBron, I'm going to do Michael Jordan as Michael Jordan. They remade Space Jam. They with... told LeBron he could do it, and then they were like, actually, we're going to cast. Also, I think it really says something about MJ that he's not in this movie at all. No, of course not. He wouldn't Which touch I love this. So, I know. I just respect that immensely. Yeah, this is, that's what pissed? I'm saying. This has none of the charm that the original one had. I can tell that from the trailer. That I know. It, that's what the. But I also like. I don't think it was possible to recreate, recapture that lightning in a bottle either. So I think they're gonna do. I really feel like they're gonna do the best job they possibly could. But at the same time, you. It's that 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 is the the people that love Michael Jordan. Um, this is their frustration with LeBron. This was their frustration with Kobe. Is that they are kind of trying to recapture what Jordan created. That mm-hmm. lightning in the bottle that Jordan created and lebron is too stupid or, or or stubborn or whatever it is to to realize you can never you will never you you could never ever you could be as i said a hundred times the basketball player but you'll never recreate what michael jordan was in the 90s you just it's can't true. do it and uh that's what this movie feels like to me is like they're like trying to you know obviously they're trying to recreate the movie but like that has you're, you're they're, they're not going to have the charm but i also think they're going to do the best job they possibly could because you could never you could never have the charm of the original no. so no um all right so my my casting was i'll go through some of the similar ones that in the order you did for bill murray role i had paul rudd um <laughs> oh who you God. love i know <gasps> that's so good paul rudd just showing up and like kind of smirking and being like hey mike oh, you know and just kind of like bobbing his head and and being Paul Rudd uh, made a lot of sense to me. Uh, for Daffy Duck, I have Drake as Kevin Hart as Daffy as Daffy Duck. <laughs> so think of Kevin Hart playing Daffy Duck, and then Drake is playing Kevin Hart playing Daffy Duck. So Kevin Hart is not actually not in this movie. Drake is just doing Daffy Duck in the way that he thinks Kevin Hart would play Daffy Duck. You understand? There's layers to this. Yes, no, Charlotte. I do, this I is... do. I this is this is you're they're all playing checkers. You're playing chess. Um, I had uh, Roadrunner as Usain Bolt. That makes a lot of sense. I like that you picked that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on yours and say that as well. Um, as Foghorn Leghorn, I had Danny McBride. <laughs> oh my god! Just like the kind of the First southern. First of all, I forgot that that like weird creature's name is Foghorn Leghorn, and I think he's uh, a rooster, right? Yeah, I think that's Danny the funniest McBride. thing I've ever heard. As Dan- Danny McBride, that's that's hilarious i thought you were gonna say i forgot that weird creature's name is danny mcbride um <laughs> well yeah too. danny mcbride is falcon leghorn makes a lot of sense that just that role of uh yeah um let me I see what what else do i got uh as as lola bunny i picked rihanna because everybody <gasps> loves rihanna and rihanna i to me lola bunny is like if if you're gonna be lola bunny you have to be the coolest woman on the face of the earth and rihanna yeah. fits it's- that i i considered stevie nicks um because when I think of cool women, you you also have to be like a not only just a cool woman, but like a woman who can exist in a man's world and like be very secure about it and not be like trying to be one of the guys. You're yeah. definitely one of the girls, but you're also like I don't need you know what I mean. It's a well, very I, delicate this, balance. This, this brings up a question I had about Lola Bunny. They they made a whole thing about how she was going to be sort of desexified um, in Space Jam too. Seriously, it was like you know they made Lola, like Lola Bunny was too objectified and space jam owners and i was sort of like is that the more feminist thing to do like why not let lola bunny like strut her stuff and like i it it felt a little bit i was like "Mm, give me your top five thickest cartoon women (laughs) jessica rabbit uh no (laughs) they're all rabbits (laughs) 
Uh, the Mrs. Incredible or the Incredible Mom. I remember that being a thing on the Maid internet. Maid Marian is a babe in. Although I had a huge crush on the Fox version of Robin Hood when I was little, so I don't know what that says about me. Uh, okay, oh, keep going. So uh, anyway, yeah, like Lola Bunny. Th- those are the check marks. Is you have to be cool as hell, but you have to be like very much yourself and not mm-hmm. trying to be one of the guys. That, mm-hmm. And and that's Rihanna to me. So yep. Rihanna and Stevie Nicks is the runner up, by the way. People have also that. said that about Charlotte Wilder, but you know. For Yosemite Sam, I had Sir Thomas Lipton, who famously <gasps> lost America's Cup like 12 times in a row. Just like this old dude who's very earnest and trying his best, but he's in a world he doesn't quite understand. And uh, I, I I think that that, that made a lot of sense to me. That is such an incredible callback. That, you know, Yosemite Sam uh, That's PSP in the trailer. Yeah, it is. The, Yosemite Sam he says shoot the basketball and he shoots it with the gun. And Yosemite Sam's trying his best, but he's like, I don't know what you want from me. And I this I am a <laughs> he's very like, old I'm man. I'm trying that, to give you what you want. Yeah, I'm trying to give you. That's Sir Thomas Lipton. He's like, I'm trying to win this race, but I don't know how. And also, I have a mustache, so, <laughs> so. <laughs> that's why he's my pick. Uh, Charles Barkley is Porky Pig. Um, oh, that's so good. A little, a little on the rotund side, also. Uh, not exactly the greatest orator we've ever seen. Um, <laughs> so th- th- that's basically where my mind was at with that one. Also, we're playing a basketball game, so I want Charles Barkley in it. Um, let's see here. I had, uh, as Bugs Bunny, I have Alan Jackson in the Chattahoochee music video. I can't. I, that is, okay. <laughs> Show's over. You win. Going home. Mark wins. That's, oh my God. Just like the coolest guy on earth. Almost mm-hmm. too cool. Almost like, can we get you to lock in here, Alan? Like, yeah. we need you. <laughs> We need a bucket, and he's like, "I'm, I don't, I'm not trying to score. What I'm trying to do is like slide my shades down and and kind of wink at you and oh my God, throw the Alan shades Jackson back up as I eat a ch- carrot." Yeah, Alan Jackson, the Chattahoochee, very very strong Bugs Bunny energy from Alan Jackson and the Chattahoochee music video. So uh, that's my pick for that one. Um, let's see here, as as the guy from as Newman from Seinfeld, you mm-hmm. know Wayne mm-hmm. Knight, that yeah. role. Uh, so this role to me is like a guy who's like screwing things up and like kind of always in the way, but he's mm-hmm. also kind of like, he means well and he doesn't really, he's just a bumbling idiot. Right. Uh, so I, I picked the guy that got the ship stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> All right, he's, he's, is... he's Newman. He gets the Newman role. I am, I am undone, Mark. He shows up very late. He's doing his best. He shows up late <laughs> to the game, and he's like, Mike, what do you need from me? And it's like, you've done enough, dude. Please just He's like, I need, the, I need the shoes I ordered that are stuck on your boat. <laughs> um, For the Michael Jordan role, I needed a, a great athlete one mm-hmm. because we're going to be depending on you to, to fight these monsters. Mm-hmm. Number two, I needed someone who could live in an insane world and not just have their mind blown. Like it would mm-hmm. make sense to them as all these Looney Tunes are running around instead of being like, I feel like I'm having a, uh, you know, I feel like I'm hallucinating. He's like, yeah, this makes total sense to me and I'm going to win this game. And so for that reason, my pick was Rob Gronkowski. That Rob, I feel like Gronk would be like, he would, if he woke up and he was in a Looney Tunes world, he would be like, yeah, okay, this makes sense. Let's go. He wouldn't and know he would anything not, was different. Like, yeah, he Rob would not ask a single question. He <laughs> through Looney Tune colored glasses already. Wow, Mark, yep. I knew that you were going to bring it with this list. And I knew that I was going to hear your list and be like, damn. I, <laughs> And I am. I am truly. I am undone. I am. Undone. I have. I have two more picks. Uh, my 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 next to last pick is my dog Moses as Taz. 
as the Tasmanian devil. Yes. Who has no lines, who's kind of getting in the way, who's kind of like an agent of chaos, but he's so lovable that you can't say anything. And he's probably chewing on something that he shouldn't be chewing on. Having met Moses, uh, that he has real Taz energy. He's, 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 uh, yeah, he's very hairy. Um, he's I don't know. Very he, hairy. he can't speak English. There's a lot of reasons to, that Moses is Taz. But he can sense. understand it. He can understand it. Yeah, exactly. You can tell him what to do and he'll do it. But at the same time, uh, yeah, we're not we're not going to give him a lot of minutes in this game, in this no. basketball game. But, no. uh, you know, if we want to, there is no rule that says a dog can't play basketball. So uh, we, we could. <laughs> uh, we could if we wanted. Finally, my final pick as Tweety Bird is Daniel Day-Lewis, because I just feel like that is a movie like if you're if you're telling me Daniel Day Lewis is playing Tweety Bird, just having that sentence is I would I would see that movie a thousand times. All right, Dan- well I'm gonna just <laughs> can you is- imagine what Daniel Day Lewis would do to prepare for this role as Tweety Bird? He, he for would an live entire- in a bird's nest. He would build himself a <laughs> nest and live in it and like fall out of a tree every day and like get concussions and be like I'm method acting. All, all to say, I taught I taught a putty tag. But his enunciation would be out of control. Mark, that is... I'm blown away. So there you go. That's you my go. that's my cast of the new Space Jam. Um, I wish they would have I listened to me. missed you, man. It's good to be back, Charlotte. I miss doing this as well. Uh. Um, all right. Well, you know, we this is a huge sports weekend coming up, by the way. I forgot about that. To be mm-hmm. honest, we've got the Masters. It's WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I have to do my WrestleMania recap. It's exhausting. What uh, have you been plugged in with WrestleMania? Are we going to talk about WrestleMania on uh, next week? Or are we mm, talk about the Masters? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We can talk about all of it. We can, you know, the the sports world is our oyster, as I've said before. <laughs> I've never said. <laughs> we're going off the road. We're derailing here. Well, um, it's good to be back. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch sports that aren't college basketball. I'm excited great, to uh, get a taste of the sporting world that exists outside of 19-year-olds trying to make free throws. Um, and, <laughs> Dude, get uh, out of here and go to the beach. Just go to the beach. I'm going to the beach. I'm going to go to the beach. Pack but, that little uh, wagon I, up and put on your Tommy Bahama shirt and go to the damn beach. I'm <laughs> definitely going to do that. I will see you next week. I will all see right. all the listeners next week. I'm going to go smash some Coors Lights on the beach now. Goodbye, Sounds everybody. Bye.